welcome to the Energy Update presented by the Institute for Energy Research for the week of July 27, 2020. I'm Alex Stevens, and here's what we have going on this week at IER. On the blog this week, John Howard and Sarah Gary have an article outlining the battles over energy setbacks in Colorado. Listeners might know, two years ago, environmentalists spent a bunch of money advocating for an initiative that would require new oil and gas development to be located a minimum of 2,500 feet from uh, occupied buildings and uh, the vaguely worded vulnerable areas in the state of Colorado. But voters defeated that initiative 55% to 45%. And this year, activists are back and they're trying to get another proposal on the ballot in November, um, something along the similar lines of what we saw two years ago. John and Sarah's article goes through and explains the lack of evidence justifying these setback rules and then also points out that there's a pretty egregious double standard when it comes to applying these rules to different energy sources. And that article can be found on our website, instituteforenergyresearch.org. I also want to highlight some of the recent episodes of the Plugged In podcast for you guys this week. Uh, Last week, we released an episode with IER's policy director, Kenny Stein. He sat down and discussed some of the recent legal decisions that have impacted uh, the construction of new oil and gas pipelines here in the U.S. And he went through and did a really good job of explaining the impact of NEPA um, and its role in driving up costs and being a barrier to uh, the construction for these new projects. This week on the show, I sat down with Catherine Kleber to discuss the oil and gas industry's regulatory environment in Pennsylvania and the controversial report from the grand jury investigation there. Here's a clip of my discussion with Catherine. Yeah, and you mentioned in 2010, you founded the Marcellus Coalition, uh, which is a trade association, and you served as a a CEO uh, up until about 2013. The main complaint about this report is that it overlooks a lot of the changes in regulations and in the law uh, that took place there in Pennsylvania, a lot of which took place during your tenure there from 2010 to 2013. Could you walk us through those changes and explain why it's relevant that they were absent from this report from the attorney general. Yeah, it, I mean, it's incredibly um, disturbing that they were absent from this report because, you know, a lot of that information is still, you know, very, very accessible. You know, in, uh, in preparing for our talk today, I went back and checked the very first press release after the announcement of my hire was released in January of 2010. And that very first press release we sent out after the hire was um, our support of additional DEP staff, um, clear workable regulations. It talked about issues like potential gas migration, how permit applications and regulatory inspections were tracked. That was January 2010. Um, Just as an illustration, you know, a week later, we addressed some of the false narrative about water management, and that ended up leading um, under the Corbett administration to a very proactive stance that um, the board of directors of the MSC took, and I re- remember distinctly um, that board meeting up in Williamsport, PA, where, um, uh, where we made the commitment um, with uh, Secretary uh, Mike Cranser, who you know has uh, has been uh, equally to me, I think, um, concerned with how the Attorney General's report has has treated those facts from you know ten. 10 years ago, but we halted any discharge of water to uh, Pennsylvania's waterways. Um, It was a really pivotal action, um, and the kind of action that would be central to any grand jury review that was really trying to get at the history and how the agency and the industry, you know, went about um, doing those regulations. So, 
I mean, you know, there's uh, it would take us, you know, all day to go through the many rules and laws uh, that were modernized in those early years. And then, of course, Act 13, which was a huge legislative package that addressed, you know, a, a whole bunch of additional outstanding issues at once. Um, you know, when before I was uh, uh, at the MSC, before we had a regulatory affairs manager, given that that was in my background, I was personally writing several comment letters a week with the, you know, input and and um, engagement of our member companies. Um, that's how many rules were coming at us um, from the agency. We created about a dozen committees just to address these issues proactively, everything from transportation safety to managing threatened and endangered species identification to avoid disturbing those areas. Um, there were new air quality permit rules. There were new waste handling rules. I mean, the list goes goes on and on. So, you know, very important that people of Pennsylvania understand this wasn't some, you know, let's just uh, do some fly-by-night, get-up-and-running activity. In fact, it was the opposite. It was incredibly important to the uh, trade association and to our regulators that, you know, we, we would get this right. The Plugged In Podcast can be found on all the major podcast platforms, and more work from IER staff can be found at our website, instituteforenergyresearch.org. Thank you for listening. Until next week, I'm Alex Stevens.